the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Start Start your your engines. Race fans, you are tuning into the only motorsports show in San Diego. Your host, Dave Stahl, and the racing school teacher, Brittany Sandoval, are taking you to the green flag, covering everything from your top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Strap in. It's Checkers and Wreckers on Racer Radio. Hi, folks. Welcome to Racer Radio, FM 961-1170, The Answer. This hour is brought to you by the good folks at Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a liquor store, grocery store, or just a little market and you're having a hard time keeping cashiers, well, you can't beat Southwest Point of Sale. For the price of a cash register, they can get you into a uh, self-checkout system. Check them out at to, uh, www.southwestpos.com or call them at 800-540-2149. Jeff or Mark will come out and take a look at your system. If it works, it'll be simple. Bonus, you get seven-day, 24-hour-a-day service. All you have to do is, if you're open, they're open. Just give them a call. And thank them for being on air. We do appreciate it. And a big shout-out, San Diego Gear and Axle. Anything under your vehicle, whether it's engine or transmission differential, any of the above, Steve can do it. Just go to sdgearaxle.com, sdgearaxle.com. And last but not least... Black Forest Motorsports. If you want to get an alternative to BMW, Porsche, or Mini, check them out. Over 40-plus years' experience. And if you want to go racing, they got a pretty good win rate. Blackforest.com, blackforest.com. Hey, Sunshine. Good afternoon. Are you on vacation yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Six weeks in. Oh, you're just getting started. Yeah. So, who'd you... Uh, Drag off the track mm, this time. Another living legend. You and um, your living legends. I know. We got some good ones. I do want to be up front with our listeners. We're Which gonna, you always are. Yes, uh, we're going to take a slight sidestep away from maybe the racing that they're used to, but you're going to want to stay tuned in mm-hmm. because he's got a lot of experience with tires, tune-ups, and a whole bunch of adrenaline. Really? That's what our listeners expect, have come to expect. And Dave... Just yes. for you. He has already written a book. Because I know you all. I know. Oh, I want that book. I know. Um, and listeners, when you hear his name, I know so uh, many of you are going to say, I remember that kid. And I'd be, be willing to bet that nearly every single listener has seen him. They just don't know it. Please welcome BMX freestyle champion turned Hollywood stuntman, Eddie Fiola. Hey, Woo! welcome to the show. Hey, Eddie, how you doing? I'm good. How about you guys? How many in a million years did you think you'd be in the movies? Uh, I never thought I'd be in the movies. There's no way. I, I thought I was just having fun riding my bike, and, and uh, I used to get paid to ride my bike, yeah. and now I got paid to fall off of it. Oh, jeez. So. Yeah. So, being that you, okay, start off BMX, okay, like, lo- local track? 
No, no, big time BMX. Okay. Like champion. Well, not really in, in racing wise. The only reason I went to the BMX track was oh. so that I can jump their jumps. Okay, freestyle. so you were doing just freestyle. Was right. that before freestyle was, it was popular? Before, yeah, so literally people call us old school, but I call us preschool because it was before <laughs> anybody else. Well, and I was probably before you. We used to go to the railroad tracks and where the dirt would come up. And then flatten and got it. I know exactly what you're talking We'd about. We'd take our bikes, man, and we would just yeah, haul we, freight and fall. And Yeah, we started off on twin stingrays and, yeah. and jumping over the railroad tracks and yeah. doing things like that. But then we saw that there was an opportunity to ride our bikes at a skateboard park. Mm-hmm. And because See. the skateboarding was on its way down, we got to come in and help pay the bill for the skateboard park. Wow. And it just helped out. So, and and it just you know went big after that. How old were you? Um, I'm gonna say 14, 15 years old when I first started. Almost a little late. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at the industry today. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, nobody was starting. Nobody did this. Before no. 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 I it was agree. innovative, but yes. The, yeah. These days, there's a 12 year old doing a what two you were year old. Okay. There's <laughs> four year olds at, right. at the pump track now. And you're going, what the? Heck? Yeah. Oh, if I had, oh, if I had resi mats or foam pits or all <laughs> oh, the. My oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Ima- I mean, Mr. Stuntman, can you imagine the foam? P- the foam pits when you were invincible at 16? Oh, it would have been uh, uh, a night and day difference. We would have had all the tricks that we were doing back then bigger and, and better. Yeah. 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 I, I walked across the schoolyard and I walked over the monkey bars and all that stuff. And I almost fell on my face because the ground was soft. Oh, it is different, yeah. Back when I was on her, I still yeah. like that one, the, the one you spin Ooh, yeah, and you, fly and you off. shoot the kids yeah. off into the bushes. yeah. yeah. Anyway, we, we digress. They, they took those out. They're, they're, they're illegal know. now. They're used dangerous. Be, yeah, Darwin used to apply, but not <laughs> Remember anymore. Remember how hot the slide would be? Oh, yeah. Man, well, I'm, you never go down first. Let your friend well, go Well, yeah, because, man, that <laughs> thing was hot. And then, yeah. Anyway, so, okay, so you did this 14 till... 14, 15, 16. Um, I'm still in high school. I got a picture in the magazine. Uh, I got sponsored by... Making uh, a little money. Making a little bit of money. Somebody paid me to ride a bike. And you're getting free bikes, I'm sure. Right. Eventually, I got free bikes. And then... Um, gear. B- BMX. Yes, I got free gear. Uh, BMX was starting to become big. So then commercials and movies would start to... Call come. up and yep. say, hey, we need a, we need 12 kids. Exactly. Because we're going to do... E.T. Right. I was, unfortunately, I was gone during that particular but time. But you could have been on that I movie. I could have been on it. But I did do a movie called Rad. Very, yes. So I, a lot that. of people have seen the movie mm-hmm. Rad, and I mm-hmm. doubled. They actually hired me first before they hired the actor. So they, they knew that they needed and you wanted to find me. an actor that looked like you. Yes. He, they had to dye his hair to match mine. But see, that doesn't that make perfectly good sense? Yes. That'd be like hiring a, a, a really good you know, uh, actor, and then you got a kid that doesn't doesn't skate or yeah. they can't find anybody. Look, yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, and they made him dye his hair. Yes, he did. So they, ah, that that's a compliment. Yes, it is. So in, I in mean, I, so it went really well. Um, the movie, you know, back then was just for the BMX guys, sure, and, sure, and sure, stuff sure. like that. So when the grand opening of of the movie, uh, it was me and my seven friends. It's like. <laughs> Nobody else in the theater. No kidding. Because like, it wasn't that big. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Well, and they probably didn't have a budget to market it either. Right, right. But then 35 years yeah. later. Now you're a cult. Now yeah. it's a cult. You and then the reviews for I sure. went, they had a, a one-day showing. 
35 years later uh, of the re, uh, of the release and uh, now you have to buy your ticket prior to going to the movies right so so I had pre-bought my ticket but I was late so I snuck in afterwards and and my seat was the only one left there's people in the in the stairwells people eating popcorn at the door it was jam packed and the the best thing of all you know when 35 years ago you know when they said my name on on the on the screen it was like Quiet. silence yeah. But when they said it this time, yeah. the whole crowd. Oh, look, give me goosebumps! Give me goosebumps! Yeah. Now, the thing that would make the goosebumps even bigger is if those seven friends were there again. Yeah, no, oh, okay. that's Sorry. that's usually a tough one. Yeah, but I mean, like, I still have redemption. Yeah, absolutely. So. so I'm sure you can go online because everybody's already thinking. I wonder if we can get it oh, online. Oh yeah, it's easy to find. It asked for me to purchase it because well, I wanted to see it from start to finish. So yeah. do you get do you get uh, royalties? So there's the bummer part is yeah. that oh. it was one of the very first runaway productions, and they went to Canada. So we went to Canada to film this thing. So uh, in Canada, in their yeah. regulations, we don't get residuals. So, uh, but I, I I've worked on other movies, uh, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three, Indiana. Jones, uh, the contraband, the hangover. So let me guess, you don't do just motor or bicycles. No, no. I've been shot, beat up, ran over by cars, <laughs> thrown off buildings, blown up. Okay, so I, the very moment I meet him, I hope it wasn't rude, but I'm like, tell me you're walking like that because you have had some broken, but like I'm, sm- I'm smack talking about the yeah, way he walks. You're smack and talking. he says, well, I just had a full replaced the hip, hip four weeks ago. Full hip. Look at four him how he's ago. sitting. No, you're the sec- the, the lady that was just in here. Yeah. She just had a hip replacement. It oh, is yeah. amazing, the medicine. Yeah. I, I mean, I left my house at 5 a.m. I came home 5 p.m. and I was on, a, I used a walker to walk up to my house. Uh, the first week was a uh, full walker and full drugs. Yeah, I don't feel anything. The second week was a cane, half drugs. Yeah. Third week, no cane, no drugs, no drugs. Yeah. Is this all related to the stunt work, or was it something silly like I broke my foot walking my dog? Um, I think it's after a, uh, uh, you know, when you ro- when you walk. I mean, you only use your hip for so much, and and. But when you ride a bicycle and you ride motorcycles, your hip is flexing so much, and 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 I think that had a lot to do with it. And I'm sure I'm sure falling out of a few buildings, and, it ha- it hurts you know, and it helps. Getting hit in a car, maybe somebody's side. You know, there's. Right. I always wanted to be a stunt guy. Yeah, my whole life. I so I did it. I did it at home. Mm. I would take cars up to a motorcycle hill climb. Yep. Turn around, come back, turn either left or right. Just to see how many barrel rolls I could do. All right. No seat belts. Yeah. And one of them was a 41 Chrysler uh, two-door. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the spare tire was in the back. Ooh, loose. in the back of the head? No helmet. No, no. And then I'd always take the pink slip and I'd sign my name. I'd leave it in the glove box and leave because a car would be destroyed. Took a 53 Plymouth Station Wagon Savoy. It was an old building that had been torn down with the steel. It was a steel girdered doorway. So I measured it. Okay. And I measured the front of the car, and the car was, or the doorway was like six inches uh, narrower than the front of my car. So I knew I had to get up to at least 60. David. When in doubt. And David. I hit that doorway, and that car stopped instantly. <laughs> and I had a horn ring indent in my chest for the longest time. So I, I, I feel you, brother. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Racial Radio, FM 96.1, day. The answer.
All right, folks, welcome back to Rachel Radio FM 96. AM 1170. The answer. How's your volume now? That's fantastic. All right. This segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than El Cajon Ford. Right there at uh, 1595 East Main Street. They actually move the used cars and the new cars in the same lot, which is fantastic. Nice walk. Tons of Broncos. Tons of Maquis. Tons of work trucks. You ought to check out their work trucks. They are also amazing. They support Barona Speedway. Yes, they do. Hey, uh, Brendan, did we get anybody? No Perino. No, that's no okay. Bro- <laughs> no because I have the original schedule here. If okay. things have not changed, September 30th, next Saturday, is racing. Should have the sport mods, the sport compacts, the pony stocks, the dwarf cars, the pure stocks, and the junior drivers with their mini dwarfs and junior sprints. And I just saw posted that yesterday they were working on the junior track, making it smoother. And there there will be no practice. I don't think so. Not this late, especially all the points are accounted for for IMCA. But there's still some good racing to be had. uh, The dwarf cars, we're still working on our points. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah so, so that'll be, be fun. Good racing. Yeah, should be exciting. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get Lauren Finney, you know, KUSI. Yeah. She's got a seven-year-old little boy that's... Oh, yeah. He's a gearhead. Yes. He needs to come out to the track. Oh, well, my gosh. Well, I, I reached out to Nick Novak, and Nick said, well, there's no... That's how I knew about the no practice. <laughs> Did you see a, a funny... I just, the texts are flooding in, and it's just a small world. Who's that? Well, my dad's like, are you going to introduce your guest to Louise Forsley, who I've already heard from tell on text dad. about, yes, dad. Tell your dad, listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, dad, I already contacted her and said, I'm going to have a stuntman and you should listen. And she guessed, he, she knew it was Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie, you were about to tell us off air, how does one get into stunt work? Usually the right? best way to, to get into the stunt work is that you have an ability that nobody else has. And that's the way I got into it back in the day is I, nobody else rode BMX and nobody had the ability that I had. Mm-hmm. The second way of getting in is to have a look uh, and an ability that helps. You, you have look, a look. I, I, you look You look like somebody. I wasn't going to say, but you look a lot like a famous actor who's known I, for his lack of height. I, I, yeah, I'm exactly that height. And he, and he likes to fly jets. Yeah, he does. And yeah. wear the aviators. Well, okay, so let's and, back up just a smidge. Okay, so, so you either have to have an, an extreme talent. You have an extreme talent that nobody else has. You look like somebody in the industry that, that that's a major star or you're related to somebody. I was waiting for that one. That's Hollywood. <laughs> it's it's nepotism. And that's <laughs> not that easy. It's not. But sometimes it's not the best man. It's his best friend. But, but you know, it's Hollywood. And eventually these people that, that get into it, they do learn and they do do great jobs. Right. Well, they get good oh, trainers. That's very nice of you. The yeah. people that, are, like yourself, if you were told... I need you to train this person to ride a BMX bike. Mm. It's you, you know could the, do it. it. It's a hard. It's a hard one to do. It's like I. I think I can drive a car and learn how to drive a car easier than somebody would be able to try to uh. teach somebody how to ride a BMX bike or ride moto. And I think that motocross, literally motocross, when when guys who have this ability that can see a jump at. At any time, and and Louise knows this, that yeah. if you can look at a jump and you can give it just enough throttle and you land the backside of this, you have an ability that nobody else has. There, There is a an instantaneous yes. from point A to point B at a fraction of a second that I know that I'm going from here 
up in the air, stab the brake, come back down. I'm going to land the backside of this. We have an ability that a lot of or other you're stunt- not going to land it properly, right. and you know that coming down, you're going. Oh, this is not going to be good. And I totally agree with you a thousand percent. It just, and I think the younger you are, the more of that you have. Mm. The older you get. Then all of a sudden, you might lose a little bit of it. Sure. Or it's harder to For accumulate. Fear. Yeah. Who did we have? Well, you start thinking. Well, well, yeah, you want to learn all that stuff when you're invincible. And then there's we, that age, that crash, that situation where you're no longer invincible. Who did Mine we was ha- 38. Who, who did we have on that I, the, everything he said was, you know, I, I want to make sure that I don't get hurt. I, you know, I'm thinking down the road, future-wise, that whatever I decide I'm going to do, that I don't get hurt. I can't remember what who that was. We when he was that's hard a, to do because when, that's when you get hurt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know, you You're overthinking think. it. When he was just talking, I was thinking of Gail Webb because she was talking about that in one of our interviews, right. just about the feel of it all, and and she didn't have to think, and she had this wide experience with the skateboarding to the motocross to the you know, and you just feel it, and it's really hard to teach that. Yeah. 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 All right. So so then of course. So let me ask you this. What if you just went and hung around a movie set? Well, you don't right now. Well, the, well you, I'm saying when they're earlier, earlier on, prior to 9-11, we used to have to go to movie sets and hand headshots out to stunt coordinators and uh, say, hey, if you're ever looking for a guy my height, your size, my size, and uh, here's my abilities on the back of the paper, they hire you. Right oh. or they they remember you now you security have or what security yeah. you can't get I used to be able to get on to Paramount and and uh, Warner Brothers and Sony Studios just by holding a cell phone to my head and walking in and talking just because <laughs> I knew what I was doing right. I was going in and nobody <laughs> questioned you here. yes yeah. if you you go in knowing what you think. And uh, nobody not, nobody not, asks a question. Not so much. So luckily, no, not anymore. Yeah, you built a resume when you could. Right. So I've met a harder. lot of people throughout my years of, of riding BMX and, and also doing stunts. And a lot of people had hired me not BMX-wise. And then I... Well, the look, probably, yeah. and the height. And, yeah. That so, looks like what? Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He likes to fly. <laughs> Wear aviators. Uh, did, was Rides Brad, a motorcycle without a so, helmet. Yeah. In yes, San Diego. Yes, yes, So Rad was your first kind of taste of it, but was that pivotal? Did that get you thinking, oh, I could do this Or next? I want to Or do is this. it just a coincidence that you were a part of Rad and then you went into somewhere? Yeah, I, it was a coincidence that I was part of this movie and I was already riding for a major BMX company, you know, B- GT BMX, and I actually helped design a bike called The Performer and I was the performer. So I did shows and I liked to do entertainment. And um, throughout the years, it just got better and better, and, and I did more commercials, and I did more movies, but then I found out that I couldn't do just BMX. I had to learn different things. I had to go learn how to drive yeah, and ride motorcycles. yourself into a corner. Yeah. Right. I got pigeonholed so many times that, oh, he just rides a bike, and I don't, and I can get beat up, and I can sure. get... Hit by a car. Shot, you said, too. I've been shot and hit. You know. Rolled down a flight of stairs. Oh, I... Uh, I worked on um, Sons of Anarchy and oh, wow. had to okay. had to wreck a Harley, oh. a full dresser. Well, you weren't going too fast. It was a Harley. Forty miles an hour, get shot in the chest and fly off the back. But yeah. no, you mean none of these bungee. Are you allowed and... to tell us which episode? It was a season finale. It was okay. a season finale. I think it was season six. And um, I'm this down. what safety yeah. did, we did, did they? I, I had a Gator back on, which is the the motocross. Uh, 
uh, protect your back. Protect, protect the back. Yeah. I had some elbows. They had me in a uh, a leather jacket and yeah. <laughs> a little brain bucket helmet. But you're oh. still bouncing at 40, 40 miles an hour. Onto the asphalt? Onto the asphalt. And this asphalt wasn't smooth. It was like 200 grit sandpaper. It now, was, did you fall off or were you neck? pulled off? So what we did. Because if they shot you, you think they would. It's almost, well, they, they, they call that a jerk off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, hey! that's, that's what he they, did it politely. He yeah. did. You did your so best. So normally, normally what they would do is they would cable you, right? And there would be a hard tie to the ground, and you'd go to a certain point, and you're not going anywhere, and the bike still goes. Right. On this oh. particular move, this we did not do that. But what we did was we bungee corded the front wheel, the um, forks to the frame, so there was always going to be tension. So if I let go. The wheels would automatically turn because once I get shot in the chest, it doesn't ghost ride. Uh, So I jump off, right? The second before I jump off, I hit the kill switch. I jump off the back and I just tumble. At the same time, two other guys are laying it down sideways. And so we're all in coordinating and saying, you better do your job because I don't want to do it again. Oh, how many takes? Yeah. How many takes? One take. Thank you. <laughs> and this was at 40 miles an hour. At 40 miles an hour. Do, are you a part of the design of the, the fall or the scene? We, or are you, is there a team and you just trust them? Usually there's a stunt coordinator. There's a stunt coordinator. You, he has an idea. We go through it uh, at slow speeds and we go, okay, this is our mark. This is when the van comes around. This is when they're going to shoot. We do it at slow speeds. We get the camera ready. We do it a little bit faster, and now we're going to do it at full speed. Did you ever do something accidentally, not away from Hollywood, just race dicing it up with Steve Caballero or you know that sort of stuff and you're like ooh I wish someone had caught that on camera um you know we I haven't really fallen too much off camera except uh, the wife was the wife is going to hate me on this one oh, sorry so for this. so we went camping one day and we had um I had a uh dual sport mm-hmm. motorcycle and I was warming it up as the wife was making breakfast. So I went down by myself out in the middle of the desert and uh, I'm looking at my watch. I need to get back. And on my way back, I started to swap sides back and forth. And and I think, okay, when in doubt, gas Gas out. Right. So I started gassing out and all of a sudden I'm my, my bike went to a 90 degree. It flipped me off at high sided. I'm upside down and backwards and I can see my bike footballing. Coming towards to you? Oh, yeah, towards me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> when I wake up. Oh, jeez. When I wake up, I don't know where I'm at. I don't remember the desert I went to. I don't know where I'm parked. I don't know anything. And I'm not looking in the direction of where I'm camped at. So when I got up, I was, I, I, I didn't Days know where I was. Who am I? Where am I? When I turned around, I could see the hill where my camper was at the bottom of. I couldn't see the camper because it was far enough away. Hmm. But when I had that that relief of oh i know where i'm at wow. i went out again oh jeez he's slow learner ladies and yeah. gentlemen uh, when i woke up the second no, time no no eddie i was in my camper oh and you have no idea how you, you got there you, i had no you, idea how i got there well, and i'm asking the wife how did yeah. i get here how did i get how here? did she you goes, i need no i need closure she I, she goes, you rode here. You parked your bike. You crashed. You're bloody. You're dirty. You you, you rode here on your own. I go, is my bike okay? <laughs> of course you did. Of course you're first. Let's, take, let's take a break. Oh, my gosh. 
You, you know, you're not going to make it. You're going to have a heart attack here just, if this guy keeps it up. I just want more time. It's FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Uh, certified car clinic. We're getting to get your car worked on, but maybe it's a race car. You can do that as well. In-house dyno, circle track, drag strip, you name it. Uh, the kid, can, Greg, can definitely take care of it. Give him a call, 619-582-4750, or just go to certifiedcarcare.net. All right, giggles. The listeners just send funny text messages. <laughs> what did you get this time? Uh, asked the guest if he ever hit a sandbox wide open. I, I did that at age four. Mm. <laughs> I think somebody might know your stories and they're putting them in now. Yeah, there's a couple times where I've hit sandboxes, not on purpose. Mine wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I did it at age four and was right. worried about the forks. All right, let's go to Scott Delosio, Paris Auto Speedway, sponsors this uh, uh, segment. Hi, Scott. How you doing, buddy? How are you guys doing? Oh, we're having a great time. Just, you know, talking uh, BMX and uh, the movies. There we go. So, what's going on with, what is it, DAR or DAC? Yeah, the DWR, you know, um, we put out a press release a little over a week ago. Um, things didn't end up going the way the racetrack won, ah. unfortunately. Um and naturally, we put that press release out. Everybody said, doom and gloom, it's all over. Well, Don Kazarian just said, no, the racetrack is going nowhere. Um, we're not leaving. We're going to run like normal. Um, you know, and last night he got on there. We're actually opening earlier next year. Cool. Uh, we'll be opening in February instead of March. We'll have two more sprint car dates than we've had for a few years next year. Uh, the Oval Nationals, which is arguably the biggest race or one of the biggest races in open wheel racing or sprint car racing, uh, traditional without a wing. We didn't do it this year. You know, I think I don't know the exact reasons. I know we do lost a sponsor on that before. And, uh, you know, attorneys cost money with the stuff they were doing. Uh-huh. So we didn't have that this year, but that is coming back. Um, July 4th, fireworks are coming back. Ooh. And he's just saying it's, uh, you know, that's the way the cards were dealt. And he's going to have to deal with it. You know, he's going to do the best we can to coexist with the DWR if this project ever happens. Sure. You know, this project, it goes back like 13 years, I think, when it all first got started. They actually did part of it about seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then what they're supposed to do now, what the interference with the track was going to be, it's not, it's not physically going to touch the track. People are confused on that. Right. It goes by to the side of the track. Yeah. Um, it's just going to cause a lot of congestion and stuff if it ever happens. But they've had, I don't know how many dates the last two or three years. I mean, they're supposed to start it two or three times and nothing's happened yet. Right. So, Well, and I'm sure, you know, you, if you, the worst case scenario, you'll just have to redo probably parking, wouldn't you say? It's not. The biggest problem is going to be the amount of traffic. Just. But you know, I mean, even at night, even at, oh, because all the the roads around the track are going to be either tore up or uh, no, no, they it's it's all of the work's going to be at the dam. The projection is they're going to be running trucks night and day, twenty four seven. 
Oh, okay. You know, hauling stuff out of there and hauling stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. You know, so that that's where the big congestion is. You know, they're talking. I forget how many trucks. They said there was going to be an hour, but it was going to be basically nonstop. So, you know, that that's what the big the big deal is. It's going to gotcha. make it harder for you know fans, racers, and everybody to get get in and out of the place if it ever happens. Yeah, I think the you if know, I think if is a big yeah. You know. Yeah, right now because like say it's been two or three times it's supposed to start hasn't started. Um, you know, I mean, one of the things they say is like, there's going to be one way in and one way out for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's including the competitors and the fans, which, you know, we have one way in for the competitors, one way out for the competitors. Um, but, you know, the fans, they've got a couple, two or, two or three ways they can get in and out. So it's just going to be congestion. It's going to yeah. be, you know, it'll probably, if it gets bad enough, we'll probably keep a few people away. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. I mean, we're already dealing with that with the live streaming stuff. So. Right, right. Well, like I said, you know, appreciate you at least letting the fans know what's going on because, you know, it's kind of went quiet there. Nobody really knew what was going on. And if it's as long as it doesn't, you know, affect the track, then I think I think we're on. You know, then I think we can deal with it. Yeah, I mean, people people get the wrong conception. You know, even we put out all the whole time it's like we're not going anywhere no right. matter what happens and they're still and saying you're going somewhere <laughs> and it's not going to affect the racetrack right you know physically affect the racetrack i should say exactly so let's just you know it's like, go ahead it's not going to touch the fairgrounds um oh hold on one second we got a flea itching dog here um <laughs> not gonna it's not going to touch anything on the fairgrounds that it hasn't already touched and if you're familiar with the fairgrounds um where you turn in to go to the pit area, our racetrack, that's where the motocross track was. Right, right. It's going through where the motocross was. Gotcha. And that's it. You know, part of the way out parking, it'll go through there, but it it was not going to touch anything else. Gotcha. And you're so, just going to have a lot of truck traffic that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got to get it done. Hopefully people want to come watch the races, bad yeah. up with battle with it. Right. You know, we've kind of trying to put the fun back in racing now is one of the things we're doing. And, you know, last night ran sprint cars and they had the, um, Costa Mesa Speedway had the national speedway championship going on. There was the big motocross race, the first ever world, uh, supercross right. race. Right. Uh, Coliseum, and I'm just thinking, Holy moly, we're going to get killed. And it was really light. And I looked at, um, Don's son about six fifty, and I go, there's people coming in this place from everywhere. <laughs> You know, and we've had, that's what it's been a lot the last couple of years. It's like a really late arriving, arriving crowd. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with a good crowd last night and a good race. You know, hopefully that brings them back and uh, trying to personalize the riders a little more like we used to in the old days and just get things back to normal. Sure. That's awesome. That is, I mean, that's, that, that's good news. So you raced last night. Uh, anything outstanding? Anybody? Did it close off Tommy any Malcolm, championships? Tommy Malcolm won the sprint car main event. I tried to get him on the radio today for you guys. He's uh-huh. getting married next Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, so he's kind of busy with that stuff and cleaning out the car from yesterday. Um, Brody Roa finished second. Austin Williams finished third. Awesome. Um, kid, another kid I tried to get, John, he's been on the radio with you guys one or two times. Jeff Dyer's son, Seth, who is 16 years old. Wow. Has never raced a full-size sprint car. Um, 
race lightning sprint cars for about a year and a half now, and he Jeff tore his Achilles, so he's out for the year. So they put the kid in the car. It's like the kid took it like took to it like a duck into water. Surprised everybody. That's awesome. Um, did really well for the first time out. I mean, wasn't scared, which you know you put somebody in a sprint car. Yeah, it's a lot. First time out, and uh. usually puckers, you know what, big time. Oh, so yeah. the kid, you know, the kid, he was steady, stayed out of the way, you know, um, stayed out of trouble, I should say. Um, you know, and he wasn't going to go out there and try to win the race, you know, against a lot more experienced sure. drivers in that class. But, you know, he just went out there. He was steady. He did a good job. Tried to get him on today if he's racing a go-kart somewhere. Um, <laughs> and the kid, the kid who won the main event, uh, the Lightning, or the Young Guns, he's like, I want to say 17 or 18. He's an actor and a dancer who's won a bunch of races this year. So that's a great personality to have with you. Mm-hmm. Tyson Talkington has been on, actually finished second in the Superstock main event. A guy named Ricky Lee won that, the point leader. Guy who was the point leader going into the main event, Chuck Becker, who's been on with you a few times. He was battling for the lead late in the race and got in a crash. Mm. And, uh, Senior sprint cars, um, Brent Sexton got in a flip with some other old geezer. No, wait. And, uh, old geezer. Put that guy out for the night. Brent, they said they didn't have parts to fix the car. Brent's all big-time sprint car now. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Business. They're, going, they're going for full-size sprint cars. Oh, yeah. They said they didn't have the parts to fix his car because he's also running the USAC main. All of a sudden, he came out for that main. Oh. So, uh yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good night, a fun night. I mean, that's the most important thing. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it you know, sounds like it sounds like it, a good being one. Fun. You know, we got we got everybody out of there a couple of minutes after 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. It would have been earlier, but the sprint car main event had a few yellow flags. And we like to get people out of there in two and a half hours, two hours, to th- two and a half to three hours. Yeah. We went just a little over that three-hour deal last night. So wow. we still had a good show and got to go home early. It's not like uh, – you see, my friends went back to a race in Ohio yesterday, and they're still in the grandstands at 1 in the morning. Oh, I've gone on to the track at 1 before. Oh, my gosh, it's exhausting. That's yeah. the worst thing. That's it's the worst thing that can happen at so a racetrack. Yeah, no kidding. So what's your next race? We're actually we're supposed to race this Saturday, but the Southern California Fair is every October. So set up for the fair is starting probably tomorrow. So Don canceled that race because they're going to do setup uh, for the fair next week. Gotcha. And the fair is going on for two weeks. And they actually hired Don, the fair hired Don to bring shows in again. We haven't done that in a few years. Mm. So on the, what is the 12th, you know, there's going to be street stocks and factory stocks, the 13th super stocks, the 14th figure eights and mini stock road racing. And then on the 15th, on the Sunday, the last day of the fair, it's going to be double deckers and demo cross. <laughs> anybody, anybody has not been to the fair, go check it out. Ticket to the fair gets you into all those events free. Is it me so, or do they run that fair more than once a year? It seems to, no, just once a year. I swear. Once, it's a, year for, once a year for it's, it's a two weekend fair. That's it. Yeah. It just seems like every time we talk, <laughs> I, I, I must, I'm must i just getting old. But it just seems like it's more than once. But that's cool. That's yeah, it's great. like uh, it starts on, I believe, Thursday. Thursday right. or Friday, the first week in October. Gotcha. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then it comes back the second week, and it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Gotcha. All right. So it's kind of a cool little fair. It's not, you know, the big, massive fairs like you guys have at Delmar, and we have up here in L.A. County, in Orange County. But it's a nice little fair that's been there. You know, it's actually, this is the third place that fairgrounds has been, or that fair is taking place on three different fairgrounds, and it's been there since, I want to say, 89-ish. Oh, wow. That's a long time. You know? That's a long yeah, time. Yeah, which is when it first started, because I announced a motorcycle race there. Did you really? The first year, and it was like it was like an empty field. No kidding. You know, the fairgrounds was just, it was all dirt. Right. It was real small. Put the, basically, they just put on a fair in an empty field. So yeah, put the tents since up. That time it's, <laughs> yeah, since that time, they built it up, and it's kind of a nice fairground. So. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for taking time out of your day. Now go give your dog a bath. Get rid of that oh, nasty yeah, little yeah, flea. We've been, we've been battling fleas hard the last week. It's been ugly. Dude, we did too. But it took, I, I hate to tell you how long it took for us to get rid of ours. But we got here. a lot more dogs than you have. But, man. Yeah, if I remember, I'll have I'll have my wife email you, and she can give you some of her tricks. Well, we just went through. I went through two hundred and fifty dollars the past few days trying to solve this problem. Uh, Today, they're actually I forget what we gave them the other day. It's the stuff you rub between their shoulders. So it's okay. All right. And today, it's two days later. It says like forty eight hours, and the itching is way down. Oh, good. All right. It's putting on me. It's putting me over the edge of the cliff. Yeah, I know. I can tell. <laughs> All right, well, hang in there, buddy, and we will talk to you next week, maybe. All right, man, appreciate it, and right. uh, look forward to having one of our guests give you a call, talk look, about racing from the driver's side. All right, definitely, definitely look forward to it. That's Paris Auto Speedway right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. folks welcome back you're listening to racial radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer all right i think i even did the commercial certified car clinic i did you did so there now you oh, have awesome. more time for oh before i forget i i did want to give a shout out i don't always give him the shout out thank you michael lewis minus one for this hookup oh yeah and a uh, happy early birthday well Eddie. thank you thank you yeah. yes the 28th i, I will be exactly I identify as an 85-year-old. <laughs> ah, you were walking pretty well. I don't usually like put down a guess when I meet him and start making fun of the way he walks. I'm so sorry. You've been hanging around me too style. long. Uh, no, you don't. Four, four weeks out of a hip, full hip replacement, and I'm walking. Yeah. Uh, how's the other one? I, I already had that replaced yeah. 10 years ago. One's oh, okay. not enough. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Now I'm too hip. Now you're too hip. You're too, too hip, hip to quit. To, mm. Exactly. Um, something else that came up was Gail Webb. You were a part of her show? Yes, at the very beginning. This yeah. is Gail actually uh, invited me to do shows with her in the early 80s. And uh, I have been doing shows with Gail ever since. But uh, yeah. What a sweetheart. Grand openings. Yeah, he's been to the schools. new pump track, too. Yes, there. You know, she would do anti-drug speeches, safety in sports. You know, wear helmets and do things like that, and it, it, everything good for for the community of bicycles, skateboards, rollerblades, right. scooters, 
everything that you can possibly think of, this lady has done and, and is involved with. With with Grace. She's so grateful for everything, too. Right. Hey, by the way, when you said helmet, listeners, when our guest, Eddie, knocked himself out twice, he was in full protection, full gear, by yeah, the way. We, a- we asked him off air. <laughs> like, well, we want to yes. be a little bit politically <laughs> so, correct. Just so, I mean, we try sometimes. Periodically. Yeah. We so, of course, right now you're having a, a mild holiday. Yes. Yeah, we are on strike. We're all part of the Screen Sad. Actors Guild, yeah. so we are stunt people, and uh, we're we're in with them as far as they can go. So. But this is probably was this when you decided I get my hip replaced? Uh, oh, it right. Just so happens, timing wise, <laughs> was wow. impeccable. I I literally because you needed it, how much time to? It recuperate. was a six. It was a six month waiting period. So I had put in six months earlier, uh-huh. and um, then all of a sudden we came into strike. I'm going well. That was a glass half full observation there, David. Right. I'm proud of you. Well, because you got to, you got. I mean, you're not, you're not retiring. No. So you've got to recuperate. Yes. And you got to be at 105 percent all the time. Next time they call you. Yep. And no, wife- and no is not in your vocabulary. You ever fall off a horse? I have not fallen off a horse on purpose. On oh, purpose. Yeah, well, Same here. Not on. Pur- That's what my dad's like. Something. All your accidents. Something. Well, when you ride a motorcycle or when you drive a car, I can put it in this position at any yeah. time but whatsoever. You but when you get onto a horse, a horse it's oh. got a brain, and it'll put you where at he wants to any time. Yeah. It can think and do whatever. So people who are, are horse experts or animal experts, Hats they, off. They, yes, one hundred percent. I agree. It's the most dangerous thing I do and people are like what are you talking about oh, riding a horse is the is most dangerous attack. thing I do yeah. we had to For do sure. a stunt where we were riding our bikes in a pack of bison oh and that was the, one of the most scary parts we were out <laughs> did the, you have a helmet on no no what? no it's because we're riding mountain bikes and and we're trying to get away from the these bison and uh, they actually had cars and helicopters that you couldn't see so that they they wouldn't hit us but it was trying not yeah. to let them hit you yeah oh my god all right how many years you've been stunting um well the first movie i did was in 85 86 the rad yeah, rad and then um From the, then on. and then then on yeah so i i just worked on a disney film doubling cheech marin wow yeah you kind of look like cheech yeah you know he looks yeah. like someone else too <laughs> the guy fly a jet with radi- aviator glasses yeah and he rides a motorcycle without a helmet. Mm-hmm, and he okay. used to be married to the girl that did... Nicole. Uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Some, yes. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I don't know who that guy I is. I don't know, but I don't know who it is. I'm surprised that somebody else would have to do his sport. Because that person... You know, nothing a, against what he does. I mean, like he, it's great that he can do all the stunts, but... You know, and and I'm not trying to take away from him, but there are stunt people that have done what he's learning how to do that could have done it, you know, six months earlier so he didn't have to learn how to do it. If there's a budget. if Yeah, but if they have the budget. Yep. You know, I, I just think that there's a, you know, a spot for another stunt person to get paid yeah, yeah. and the actor doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And then, then they don't have to put the whole project on hold if they do. <laughs> yeah. They get in enough trouble by themselves, right? Yes. So this is such a random question, but I was looking at some old footage. I think it was like from 83, and I thought I saw you in head to toe in like bright yellow. Was that you? Yes, that's me. Was that on purpose? Is there a reason? So I just wanted to be in all yellow. The bike was yellow. I 
wore yellow. Um, I went to England and I got dubbed the name the flying banana. Okay. <laughs> Guess you won't do that again, will you? <laughs> oh, I mean, it makes you stand out. How many covers do you think you were on? Uh, over 50. Oh, do you think you have them all? I have 99% of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some of the ones in England and, and other countries yeah, I don't yeah. have, but right. most of them I have. Wow. So. This is rapid fire questions yes. that are just coming off my I head. I got them. Does your wife support the stunt work? Well, she, was, uh, she, she actually thinks he's a mailman. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she actually did some stunt work herself, oh. and uh, her and myself have done a music video together called uh, it was with the Dixie Chicks oh, yeah. and we're wearing wedding dresses. Is that the picture? Yes, that's the okay. picture I just showed you. <laughs> so if you ever look up uh, you know oh. Dixie Chicks and you look up Ready to Run, you'll see um, you're running. Listeners are we doing the, that right now? The the girls are riding BMX bikes and one of them is actually me. So um. <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry for that laugh, Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. So, okay, so you're still staying, you're in the stump business for, you know, another while. Yes. Um, it'll be interesting when everybody comes back to work. Yeah, it's also hard because, you know, all this, the stunt work is is um, almost a dying business because of all the AI. Oh, AI. Uh, well, that's the whole strike, right? It's, it's a lot of the strike, and it, it has to do with, you know, um, the the well, you know, you're just they, taking away the talent of a of an employee. Why would you want to hurt somebody if you can hit them with a car on yeah. the screen? You know yeah. they, that you don't have to worry about it. They, you just you know. Yeah, and then and then of course then we yeah then they yeah and you don't have to pay for insurance. Yep. With AI. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're you're you guys are straddling the line right now of the strike. Oh no no <laughs> no it's not a straddle because there, if, there will be. Produce or directors that are going to want to see somebody actually get hit by a car. All right. Well, that's true, all right. too. We have every, all, everyone in the audience will want that. And that's then like when, there's going to be directors that want nothing but AI. Yeah, because they don't want to pay to they have somebody have to have exactly. pay, or not even the stars. Right. And yeah. see, this it's a slippery slope. Yes. I'm serious as a heart attack. It is one slippery slope. Because the problem is, if somebody's in the theater... And they're watching you. They don't know if they're watching you real mm-hmm. or are they watching an AI. Yeah. So you can't even make the argument, no, 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 I want to really see Eddie. Mm-hmm. All right, well, tell us which one's Eddie. Mm-hmm. His name will be in the credits, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the same. Yeah. I'll show you my residual check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For being on the, oh, yeah, that wouldn't work at all. Well, I'm slightly distracted because I'm watching. What are you? Do- I'm watching Ready to Run by the Dixie Chicks, right? Or what? the Chicks now? Oh no, they're getting on their bikes. Hey, listeners, you can look it up real easy. It's uh, I think started to get on their bikes. Look up the Chicks, Ready. To- hey, ah! Oh, again? There I am, right oh, there. I'm doing you're the surfer. standing on the seat. Yeah, seat and the handlebars, and then I do a bunny hop 360 in a wedding dress. All right, uh, nothing got tied up in the spokes. Not All yeah, right. yeah, a couple times. The first couple times we the tried. Ba- it. Hey, there, there it is. is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now my wife actually jumps over this car. Holy moly! This is her right there. Uh, yeah. That was her. All right, listeners, you can look it up. The chicks. Ready to run official video. I'll have to check that out when I get done and since I'm doing radio. <laughs> I'm distracted. And you're Squirrel. distracting me. Dirt Dude can relate. <laughs> we get distracted easily. Yes, we do. All right. Well, hey, man, I've been super having you on. Thank you. Thank you. Love to have you back. Yeah, uh, I want to have him back for the book review. Yeah, what Maybe. you do, just drop a book in the mail. Yep. If 
you know, you need me to pay for it. I have no problem. It's all good. And I, I'll read it. I'll send you some stickers for your book, too. Oh, you think I like stickers? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You think hey, I like stickers? I got, I got a sticker that looks like this. Oh, my gosh. Are you still selling those? Yes. Two, oh. two X. Two X. Throw we got it in you. the bag, yeah. and I'll pay for that. All right. Because I got oh. a feeling it's going to a good cause. You got it. Yes. Listeners, about, he's talking about, about a T-shirt yeah. that was once a poster. How do a- people get your book? Uh, you can go to Rad Designs 1986. And what's the book called? Uh, when I Was King. Bingo. And this is King of the Skate Park? Yes. Reference? All right. Oh. FM 961-1178. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.